man who spends hours in hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Okay, 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 okay. I, I got it. Let's stay away from astronomy. Not all stars are dead. Uh, and many emailers want to point out to me that, of course, our sun is a star. And that the sun is very much alive. Although, uh, uh, it's... Here, where is that? This will work nicely. And by the way, the uh, International Association of Flatlanders are launching a global recruitment campaign. Oh, they are. Get, get it? Get it? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. The global is round. Uh-huh. I think I know what you're looking for. What? Time. Huh? Is it time that uh, light takes to reach here? No, I don't want to even go there. Oh, okay. it, it takes eight minutes for the sunlight to reach. There you go, bro. All right. Round. But here, I've told you this before. It's part of the news gathering agenda, the news gathering template. Certain stories are must. Uh, they must have them routinely. Mm-hmm. Uh Global warming, or whatever they want to call it, climate change, climate change uh, the eruption of the uh, of the volcano in Yellowstone, and then the always available a solar storm. Right. You ever had your life affected by a solar storm? Uh, only uh, during thirty seconds of Rush Limbaugh while running the board. A solar storm is forecast to hit Earth this week. The Space Weather Prediction Center has warned. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a G1 minor geomagnetic storm watch for Tuesday and Wednesday. The storm watch was issued due to the arrival of a negative polarity coronal hole high-speed stream. You know what that is, don't you? Sure, yeah, right along. It's right up my alley. See Alex Young, Associate Director for Science in the Heliophysics Science Division at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, wrote in a report, published today that at least three substantial coronal holes, which demonstrate the sun's magnetic field is exposed, were observed uh, in the sun last week. So that the sun is a fiery orb and is sending off flares and, and storms and... Magnetic storms on the surface of the sun can cause what are known as solar flares. A solar flare is an intense burst of radiation coming from the release of magnetic energy associated with sunspots. Flares are our solar system's largest explosive events. And then if it's big enough, it'll cause the the coronal mass ejection. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, that could, well, that's part depends. of what they, depends how of long why, it takes. Part of, part of why this has become part of the template in news gathering is we're always told that, yeah, you get a bad one, it knocks out power. Mm. And uh, satellites and things like that. You lose your phone. And I I, I, I haven't that happened yet. I, I guess it can no, happen. I think the majority have been completely unaffected by mm-hmm. flares or storms. Some people worry that a gigantic killer solar flare, because you got to get this in. <laughs> the, the gigantic killer. Is it killer. a normal flare? Right. No, this is a gigantic <laughs> yeah, killer flare. Right, I don't worry about this one. Uh, some people worry that a gigantic killer solar flare could hurl enough energy to destroy Earth. But that is not actually possible, NASA explained in 2013. Even at their worst, the sun's flares are not physically capable of destroying Earth. Uh, for people, people have lived through solar storms without harm. In general, the physical danger is low and controllable. Uh, after a solar <laughs> the explosive heat from solar flares can't directly hit our planet, but the flares can. However, they cause plenty of disruptions. Uh, like uh, electrical currents and cell phones and all that, but we it's okay. it's we get this story once a month. I know, but that's one thing that 
the solar flares cannot reach us, but they can disrupt us. They can disrupt the energy grid and uh, satellites. Seems, it's hard to get your uh, mind uh, around that when it's so far away. Minor damage to Earth orbiting satellites, especially those in high geosynchronous orbits, could occur, NASA said. High frequency radio waves could be degraded. A NASA study warns that solar storms could confuse the internal compasses of marine mammals, causing an increase in strandings on beaches. Geomagnetic storms are more disruptive now than in the past because of our greater dependence on technical systems that can be affected by electric currents and energetic particles high in the Earth's magnetosphere, NASA said. And then it said, should we be worried? And then NASA says, nah, not really. Ah, uh, you know what? Don't worry about you know, it. I, Forget about it. Let it go. Yeah. All right, I'm going to let it Maybe go. Maybe not worried, but it should be in the back of your mind, right? Uh, yeah, but don't they always result also in great northern lights? Uh, the aurora? Yes. Yeah. God, I got to figure out. Aurora get, Borealis? I got to get that accomplished. I really do. I'd even stay in a, ho- a tall hotel room. Really, just that. to see it, just to be to higher it. up to see it. Wouldn't stay there overnight. I'd I'd go back down, but I'd go I'd go up to see it. You know? <laughs> Even close your door. I guess you gotta. I mean, there's a million sites. Read or listeners have always uh, been helpful, uh, pointing out a lot of sites you can go to where, uh, you know, they they literally have postings on when when they think the uh, northern lights will be uh, greatly visible. Yeah, but I think you just you have to go to uh, Alaska. I think Alaska is where you have to go see the northern lights. You go to Winnipeg. Turn a, turn a, a road uh, trip hockey playoff deal to Winnipeg into a twofer. That is not a bad idea. The game and the uh, is he in there? Uh, no, he ran out for a second. Uh, turn the turn it into a game and a uh, and a Northern Lights exposure. Boy, that would be that would really be your twofer. What makes you think you can get a ticket to a hockey game in Winnipeg? They built the building too small, and the people there are, they love them. They're going to be, uh, I suppose you're going to pay way above face value is right, the answer to right. that. You're going to have somebody that will be willing to part with the ticket to, uh, you know, have a great steak or uh, a dinner out in the town. The Wild did uh, win their final game Saturday night in, uh, where in the hell did they play? San Jose. Good. I'm glad. We're mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Now it's time to get hotter. And uh, uh, this could become a wonderful matchup because uh, the Winnipeg people travel well. Do you think they'll come down here even though the game might be sold out? Absolutely. They travel well. And they uh, I bet the bar owners up and down uh, West 7th Street in St. Paul are ecstatic oh, that uh, Winnipeg is the first round opponent. All right. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I have a question. Both of us are here for you, brah. Maybe it's more uh, observation than question. Would uh, 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 Check me out here. Would it be a an accurate statement to say that uh, the tragedy at Parkland High School in Florida... Uh, instantly developed a focus that it was the gun's fault. Is that, yes. Is yep. that a reasonable Very standard? Mm-hmm. And it unleashed 
marches of young people and demands on politicians and celebrities climbed on board and it became very politicized very quickly that 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 was a gun problem the gun was to blame yes why then is that not true of this idiot who shot up the youtube lunch plaza the other day what, now, granted, unfortunately, more people lost their lives at Parkland, right? Yes. But both the Los Angeles Times and the New York Times have had cover stories about this woman, Nassim Agdam, and how it's almost, I'm not going to go so far as to say they're championing her as kind of a twisted artistic darling. Okay. But what they're doing is... They're, they're, this is eight pages in the L.A. Times. They're examining her, uh, her YouTube postings and how, and how she came to believe that YouTube was being unfair to her. There's no, there's no balance in the way these news gatherers are covering these gun incidents. Does it have anything to do with the fact that she's a female? I got to think it might. And, and complete with pictures and... Uh, uh oh it's just authorities think that the likely reason she brought a gun to YouTube's headquarters uh on Tuesday and shot and wounded three people before killing herself uh oh for weeks she opened fire at YouTube headquarters for weeks before she opened fire at YouTube headquarters the San Diego woman made her rage at the video platform clear to anyone who would listen she believed YouTube was intentionally suppressing her quirky collection of dance, recipe, and exercise clips, <laughs> which the New York Times is now providing you to watch if you want. Uh, we don't want to watch Authorities it. think that is the likely reason she brought a gun to YouTube's headquarters in San Bruno, California, on Tuesday and shot and wounded three people before killing herself. Uh Few of uh, Ogdom's videos remain available online as her Facebook and Instagram accounts were deactivated within hours. Her personal website called Nassim Sabs, Sabs, which roughly translates to Green Breeze, Green Nassim, or Nassim the Green, also vanished. So we we're getting what what we're getting a thorough analysis of what passed for this pathetic artistic career of this complete devil yeah why are why are they going to so deep into this uh you know what, else what is distinguishes it? her from pulsing electronic music plays in the background of several of the clips as ogdom shares expressionless at, stares expressionless at the camera almost giving off the vibe of a, a nervous karaoke performance she comes <laughs> sometimes refers to herself as a vegan athlete before flexing muscles and launching into a series of push-ups in one video, she can be seen dancing and wearing a sheep mask in front of a picture of a frowning cow before the words, go vegan, go healthy, and humane appear across the screen. You know what would be the most interesting piece of data you could get from this story? Hmm. I want to know, when when did the uh, the shooting take place? Oh, it'll, it was, be a, it'll be a week ago tomorrow. A week ago tomorrow. I want to know the the number of videos that she still has posted that are online. I want to know how many views that, that those videos had from the moment that shooting took place till right now. Well, you know perfectly well the answer to your own question. I know I do. And that's just a really sad indictment mm-hmm. of today's society. Wow. But, but and, and I can't believe because of where this shooting took place that YouTube even allowed her stuff to stay up online. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
maybe I'm struggling to articulate this as clearly as I want to. Uh, I've been thinking about this since at least last Friday. The way that shooting, now obviously there's a difference in the numbers, I said, of people wounded and killed. They're, they're, but that alone cannot account for the almost kid glove treatment that this complete lunatic is receiving. Uh, today in the L.A. Times, uh, you, I saw it in the New York Times, and it's it's almost as though that there, the uh, the two entities felt some compulsion to explain her, to explain her. I have never read that that was the gun's problem. Right. Not once. Yes. Uh, so fact, is there, there, was ray, no, there, was is there no a ray outcry. of hope? Is it because they're blaming the woman? They're blaming the woman. They're saying clearly she uh, was disturbed and clearly there was not uh, the uh, affection she so desperately sought for her quirky uh, artistry and performances and her quirky recipes. And, and, and so, so, in one sense, it is a ray of hope. They're blaming this fruitcake, uh, which, which that's the evildoer. That's who should be blamed. Yeah. But they're doing it in such a way. Where it's almost, oh, I, I don't want to go too far. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, uh, in the utmost unfortunate of events, the next time this happened, which it should not happen, it's going to be interesting to see how it is covered. I hope it never happens, but unfortunately, it's probably going to somewhere. About two weeks ago, Agdam vented to her family that YouTube had stopped compensating her for her videos. So What? Her father told the Bay Area News Group, Ismael Agdam said the family had called police Monday to report his daughter missing because she hadn't answered her phone for two days. He said he told police she might be going to YouTube because she hated the company. The father provided reporters with a family statement saying they were in absolute shock and can't make sense of the violence. Our family would like to express their utmost regret and sorrow for what happened to innocent victims. Our thoughts and prayers are with them and their families. We are praying for a speedy recovery of the injured and ask God to bestow patience upon all persons hurt in this horrific, senseless act. She never hurt one animal, one ant. I don't know how she did this, he said when handing out the statement. I'm sorry, I can't believe it. Okay, and then we learn that she entered the company uh, country as a refugee. But two, we know more about her, right? Agdam entered the country as a refugee about two decades ago. A family member said in one of her videos, she said she was born in Urmia, Iran, where she and other members of the Baha'i faith faced discrimination in the Muslim majority country, and that her family had spent a year and a half in Turkey. And we go on and on and on here. Uh, she uh, Agdam told police she had left home because of family issues and was living out of her vehicle until she found a job. She did not mention anything about YouTube if she was upset with them or that she had planned to harm herself or others. Uh, okay. Let me tell you something. Yeah, bro? The, the inconsistency in, in the way these two stories have been handled is absolutely astonishing. Peter... Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Up here in gorgeous Moose Lake, Minnesota, 30 inches of ice on the water yet. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, not going away anytime soon. Okay, I got a thought about this gal. Yep. She does not fit the narrative. She doesn't, of, does she? No, she does not. She does not fit the narrative of what the liberal media left mm -hmm. has been trying to ram down our throats. One, she didn't use an AK. 
AR-47. Right. She's a 9-millimeter handgun. Right. Secondly, she's a PETA supporter, which is, you know, one of the darlings of the left. Right. Two, uh, three, she was a Muslim. And four, no, 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 no. I think she's uh, of the Baha'i faith. Oh, that's right. Yep. You're correct. Yep. Baha'i faith, which John Denver was a, a member of. I've been back. to the Baha'i Temple in Chicago. Is that right? Just What's to look at it. it. Yeah. Which, which, okay. Yeah. Or and, if you're uh, a member of the Baha'i Yah, you wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rook. Uh, we'll go, go ahead. Right uh, keep talking. And she and she was a Muslim. Or, I'm sorry, a woman. a woman. And that just does none of that fits the uh, the narrative that the liberal left trying to, to force feed. Well, add add to that that she's being passed off as this tortured artist, a victim, a victim. She's been a victim of of, of maybe white privilege or, or America's ex- excellence and exceptionalism. No, and she's a victim because she was a horse bleep artist. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. I think that guy nailed it. She doesn't fit the she doesn't fit the narrative. So they don't know what to do. They're she doesn't confused. fit the template. So there they are with and she's fairly attractive. Does that factor into it, I wonder? Uh, I or am I overestimating her attractiveness? I don't uh, know that I've seen videos of her. But she can't dance, she can't sing, she couldn't do anything. Hmm. Uh but you're you're right. You're you're she has no idea. How to? Uh, they don't have any idea how to deal with her. No, no. They in the picture they give her spreads of pictures, and it's almost as though they're saying, "If only her work would have been more appreciated." So I'll cling to the ray of hope. They're not blaming the the nine millimeter okay. handgun. Uh, you know what? That's our pushback. Yeah, that's hey, our one hey, small. Hey, you push didn't blame back. the gun here. That's our one LA small. L.A. Times, push back. New yep. York Times. Yes, we'll be back shortly. But now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, uh, and your money now. I'm done trying to understand why the market would be up. Well, it's it's funny. It's for the last I'd say three weeks, everything has kind of been tied to these trade concerns between yep. the U.S. and Canada. One day we get word of new tariffs and the market goes down, and then the next day, oh well, you know maybe that's a negotiating ploy. The market mm-hmm. goes back up. Well, today we're in one of those days where the concerns have eased a bit over the weekend, I guess. And I guess. stocks were higher, uh, sharply higher, about an hour ago, and they've dropped off considerably, but the market is still up. The Dow Jones Industrial Averages ahead 252 points. It it was up about 470 a while ago. The Nasdaq Composite up 81 points, and the S&P 500 is up 28. So at least we're off to a decent start for the week. President Trump today promised to remedy the negative effects on U.S. farmers caught up in his trade dispute with China, saying that farmers are great patriots. He acknowledged today that they may feel pinched by new Chinese tariffs, including levies targeting agricultural exports from farm belt states. Mr. Trump said farmers will be better off in the long run, but he added it will take a while to get there. A crude oil spill from the Keystone Pipeline in South Dakota last November has turned out to be nearly twice as big as first reported. Around 407,000 gallons spilled onto farmland when the pipeline broke on November 16th. Owner TransCanada had originally put the spill at 210,000 gallons. The new number would make the spill the seventh largest onshore oil or petroleum product spill since 2010. 
I'm Bruce Mayo with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much for that first of two reports on Monday. Bruce, we'll talk to you soon. Meanwhile, GLers, we got some stuff going on. Uh, the Town Ball Classic, the fourth annual Town Ball Classic. It's Saturday, May 20. 20- Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Take a stand. <laughs> You're John Height. Thanks, Joe. Uh, it has become cloudy out and 36 degrees. Ain't Twi- see no space station. Nope. <laughs> Twins Houston at a chilly target field tonight, kicking off three-game series. Lance Lynn goes for the Twins. Justin Verlander goes for the Astros. Rook, I've got a million-dollar idea for you. Yep. You need to. Well, you you can't write it. Maybe have your guy over there help you. But yeah. you need to come up with. Is that a backhanded compliment? KSTP yeah. the book, the book. Because <laughs> Rook knows every story of every show that's ever been on this radio station. Here's John Height. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we've been talking I about. Think that, I don't think he wants to be involved no. over there. This guy. <laughs> we've been talking about uh, Marlene Stallings possibly leaving. She the basketball coach. She is the uh, women's basketball coach at the U. She uh, got a better gig. She did. Uh, oh, Darren, well, she got security. <laughs> Darren Wolfson downstairs. Doogie reports he's been told of verbal agreements in place for University of Minnesota women's basketball coach Marlene Stallings to take over as the new coach at Texas Tech. Didn't they have a good year this year? Yeah, they had the a Gopher good. ladies. Well, the Gopher suck. ladies, the new stepping stone to uh, the Duke well, or the Vols. She or? wasn't uh, the Mark Coyle's hire, so that probably doesn't help her cause, oh, okay. which is dumb because she's got a much better record than the men's basketball coach. <laughs> Stallings interviewed for the opening with the Red Raiders, and a source close to her said she's expected to get a bump in pay to take the job. She has notified the University of Minnesota of her intention. School's administration has let the team know a search has begun to find a new coach. Uh, Stallings compiled an 82-47 and 47 record over four years with the Gophers, uh, coming off a 24-9 season that ended with a second-round loss to Oregon in the NCAA tournament. If the deer management plan outlined today by the Department of Natural Resources becomes reality, wildlife officials will seek an annual harvest goal of 200,000 whitetails, a figure about 25,000 below what the state's largest deer group wants. Minnesota Deer Hunters Association leaders have said a harvest closer to 225,000 would ensure sufficient opportunities for hunters, also balancing the interests of landowners who at times have complained the state has too many deer. It does. News notes from today, the Republican Governors Association planning a $2.3 million advertising buy for the Minnesota governor's race just days after former Governor Tim Pawlenty entered it. The ad reservation, which the RGA can cancel if it wishes, is a show of faith that a powerful national group thinks Pawlenty can win the state in November. Group spokesman John Thompson called Minnesota a top pickup opportunity for Republicans because of Pawlenty's entrance into the gubernatorial race. The ads will run on broadcast news channels in the final six weeks leading up to the November election. Reserving the commercial space early allows political groups to lock in lower advertising rates. That's critical this year in Minnesota. Minnesota also has two U.S. Senate elections, at least four competitive congressional campaigns, and other statewide races. My microphone muff is ripped. I need a new one. Uh, Why? Why? And yours is off. Yeah, broke. I don't know. Out of practice. They, they, they're like pulling teeth to get one of these things. John's the only one that works without one. I don't I've never liked them. And you never pop your peas either. I try not to. I just don't care for them. 
A Kellogg man who shot at a La Crescent police officer then led law enforcement on a high-speed chase has been sentenced to 13 years in prison. Authorities say William Walrath and another man shot at officers near a convenience store in Houston County in July continued shooting during that chase. Officers returned fire. Nobody was hurt. Rochester Post Bulletin reports that Walrath reached a deal under which he pleaded guilty to charges of assault and use of deadly force against a peace officer. Numerous other charges were dismissed. He was sentenced in late March and received credit for more than 200 days he's already served. Co-defendant Wyde Helfridge has pleaded not guilty to 15 charges, including first-degree premeditated murder. Samer theory, do you think? Why did hummus come up on the show last week? Is that a new food offering well, of the twins? Uh, yes. Okay. Exactly why chickpeas. All right, not yes. a uh, decomposable. Are you a hummus guy? I got some hummus news coming up. Uh, really good quality hummus is hard to is hard to come by. You can't be store bought. Caravan Sarai in Highland had the best hummus of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I bought some at a store this weekend. I liked it. I did too. Trader Joe's is okay. No, I didn't buy it at Trader Joe's. Okay, don't For, confuse it with humus. By the way, completely different uh, humus is uh, earth. That's right. Rook hmm. wasn't here for that. Uh, no. he, he, uh, Chris was going to look up hummus to see what it's made out of. He looked up humus, which is of course dirt that you use in the garden. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, but and I then, know hummus. And then he kept reading the description until yeah. Joe and I finally said, um, "When will it occur to you, Chris, that you're not describing? <laughs> you're describing food. dirt. <laughs> you just got to keep rolling. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? Eventually, you'll get there. Yeah. President Trump today denouncing the suspected chemical weapons attack that killed dozens of people in Syria over the weekend, calling it a barbaric act and said he will make a decision in the next 24 to 48 hours about whether to retaliate militarily as he did to a similar assault. Last year, the president told reporters at the start of a cabinet meeting, we're talking about humanity and it can't be allowed to happen. We'll be making that decision very quickly, probably by the end of today. We cannot allow atrocities like that. He called the attack heinous and atrocious. The president suggested Syria's patrons in Russia and Iran may also be responsible and seem to imply that he would take action of some sort to punish them as well if that were found to be true. I uh, got this one from emailer Todd. Uh, I tried to confirm this. All I could confirm was the man's life. Uh, lost another great living American, apparently, uh, Gren Gutzman. Is uh, Glenn, I'm sorry, Gutzman is his name, and he was the founding father of the snowmobile industry, according to Todd. I did find some articles about a company called Trailus Lead Inc. Mm-hmm. and Scorpion Snowmobiles. He was the president of those companies. Uh, When's got, Kenny return? I was going to say a one two, missing staff member. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Can't be a he minute. Probably, he probably enough. knows about this fellow. Yes, I, I wish he were here for this. Well, story. save it for tomorrow and ask Kenny. He'll probably have thoughts. Yeah, he's busy caping out his uh, prey. <laughs> yeah. Right? You, hey, did you cape out? No. no. Memorial plans are underway for Gutsman. A horrible story from Russia. A 27-year-old Russian woman has died after doctors mistakenly filled her IV bag with a solution containing formaldehyde. Oh my God! Ekaterina Fedyeva was said to be undergoing routine surgery at a hospital in Yulnan... I ain't having no surgery in Russia. Yulyanovsk in the Volga Federal District of Russia when the hospital provided her a formalin drip which contains formaldehyde and is used to prevent corpses from decomposing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Doctors had allegedly intended to put her on a saline solution drip. Uh, according to reports, uh, Galina Bershninukova said this is pure murder. It was simply eroding her body from the inside. Uh, the victim's mother added that doctors initially kept her in the dark as to the cause of her daughter's downturn, even though she begged them for help. Later found the truth after stumbling upon a group of doctors talking about how to break the news to the family. 
Doctor then admitted to the hospital she had made a mistake, though she did not specifically reveal the cause of Fedieva's condition. Barishnikova and her husband Igor only learned of the IV mix-up after the woman was transferred to a regional clinic. She was later transported to a hospital in Moscow where she ultimately died. A criminal investigation into the cause of her death is underway. I am a silver lining guy and there's really no... I know what you're going to say. There's yeah, no, I know what you're there's say. no yep. silver lining to this other than... You're going to do the line or you want me to? I know what you're going to say. Are, we yeah. all could. She's already got the stuff in it. A lot cheaper uh, funeral expenses. Right, right. I knew you were going there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. I when, mean, it was sad, but... It's really bad when I'm the one that takes the high road on this show. <laughs> yes. I didn't think it was the high road. It was just... I mean, that's a tragic story. But at least that was done already. They... Uh, <laughs> Well, it's not like she has to pay for it. Yeah. No, I know that. I, I mean, it's not really, I guess it's not a silver line. I take it back. It's more of a, yeah. It's more but, of a rookie lining. Oh, is that a uh, new one? It's got to be brand new. Has it been properly sterilized like uh, uh, Meryl Streep what in... What are you talking uh, about? Uh, what's the other, what was that show? Meryl Streep and Cher? Uh, Silkwood. Uh, Silkwood, yeah, bring it in. That's fine. What are you talking uh, about? The chief engineer, Mike, has got a brand new... Sock for you, right? Well, yeah, and we that? will auction that other sock off at the Ooh, sports fantasy auction, gross. which has got all of Joe's mouth mites and saliva that's, from his drooling. That's this is a new one. Thank you, thank you. It's been properly sterilized again. A as hole I say. in it. It's for the. Uh, that's for your finger. No. Oh when you take God. it off. How do I sound? Or just during the show. How do I sound? You sound great, everybody. Well, you know what? The good thing is now that sock's been used on every station in the building. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is a used one? Just kidding, Joe. I don't don't think there was a mix-up like there could be like at a Russian hospital or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're good. I think you're willing to risk it. Get him. Flashlight? Check. Tool belt? Check. Attitude? Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. I saw you. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. The clouds have rolled in. They've kept our temps stuck at 36 in the last hour. Uh, I think we'll still make it up to 38 probably for the afternoon high. Partly cloudy skies then tonight. Low down to 18. The record is 18. Set back in 1962. And that's for tonight, not uh, not tomorrow. That's for tomorrow morning, not today's record low temperature. Partly because we'll get to those in a second. Partly sunny. It's going to be warmer tomorrow, 43. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Partly cloudy in afternoon shower on Wednesday, 53. Up to 54 on Thursday. Partial sunshine. Showers and thunderstorms roll in for Friday and 48. Some rain mixed with some sleet and snow on Saturday, 40. And then partly sunny and still cool, but at least 42 for Sunday and then 45 for Monday of next week. Uh, It continues to warm next week as well. Most of the snow should be gone by the middle to the end of next week. 36 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. April 9. 81 on this date. 81. In 1930. In 1930. And then 15. 15. In 1997. In 1997. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I have a couple of items from the Detroit Academy. Okay. Uh, Students at the University of Chicago want campus police to be disarmed. uh, After officers shot and wounded a student who charged at them with a metal crowbar he had been using to damage cars and apartment doors, according to WBBM-TV. I wonder what weapon they would 
want the police to arm themselves with to defend themselves. Well, the students claim that uh, the subject was having a manic episode. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, but um, a crowbars can do some real damage. University of Chicago police responded to calls last Tuesday that a student, 21-year-old Charles Thomas, was walking up and down a street north of campus damaging property with a large pipe or crowbar. Police cornered Thomas in an alley and told him to drop the weapon, at which point Thomas charged at officers and was shot in the shoulder. Okay. Thomas was uh, charged with aggravated assault on an officer with a weapon and property damage in his bond set at fifteen grand. The protesters believe campus police should no longer carry guns and that their jurisdiction should be more limited and that they should have known that the suspect was having a mental health episode. You know, you don't really wear that on your forehead, do you? No. This incident is a direct reflection of everything we stand against, said Paola del Toro, a member of Students Working Against Prisons. I didn't know we had that uh, that group. Uh, Swap. So some students do not want prisons? I guess. The victim oh. was charged with a felony despite the fact that he was the one in danger. Students also want more transparency from the university police department, more mental health funding at the school, and independent oversight of the police. The university has not publicly commented on the situation. Hmm. And I mentioned hummus. I'm not a hummus guy. It's just Huge a spread you fan. put on crackers, right? No, uh, well, and many other stuff. Vegetables, um, non bread. I'm sure I've had it. I just can't recall it. You have, and you would uh, you would like a good hummus. Okay. Uh, are you aware of uh, Sabra hummus? S-A-B-R-A, that brand? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look. Are I know you, the color. Sabra? A, a pro-Palestinian student group at Swarthmore wants the president of the elite Pennsylvania school to ban Sabra hummus from campus. I am familiar with Sabra. Over what the group said is the brand's ties to Israel. Students for Justice in Palestine created a petition that says Sabra hummus is owned by the Strauss Group, a multinational corporation that invests in, financially supports, and even sends care packages to the Golani Brigade of the Israeli Armed Forces. Well, good. Then I'll continue to eat it. It is morally, uh, the petition said, it is morally unacceptable that Swarthmore should continue to support the international human rights violations of the Galani Brigade and Israeli apartheid at large. By selling Sabra, Swarthmore is an accessory to the occupation of Palestine. We call upon President Smith to, uh, Valerie Smith, to affirm the dignity of Palestinian life, recognize the illegal occupation of Palestinian land, and de-shelve, de-shelve, all current Sabra products and end their future sales at Swarthmore College. Hmm. Uh, Campus Reform reported that the call for the Sabra hummus ban is gaining strength in the suburban Philadelphia campus with more than 350 Swarthmore community members having signed the petition. The Swarthmore Students for Israel group, not surprisingly, said it's against the call for Sabra hummus ban, as it notes on its Facebook page. We Swarthmore Students for Israel firmly denounced the recent efforts to ban Sabra products from being sold at Swarthmore. Uh, We are always willing to engage in constructive dialogue in order to work on coexistence and improving the lives of Palestinians and Israelis alike. However, we will not engage in any further dialogue regarding the issue beyond this statement. Discussing actions that contribute to the boycott of an entire state cannot possibly be constructive 
as it is inherently one-sided discussion that delegitimizes the Jewish state's very right to exist. We refuse to provide a voice to this movement and allow it to continue and allow it to continue pushing its bias against an entire people. So you got you can't have the hummus. Okay. So, well, you know what? It's still pretty damn good. I know that. And I, uh, there's no way I'm not going to, if they're doing that, the, um, sending some money back to Israel, so be it. Mm -hmm. But the others are claiming foul, huh? Mm -hmm. So they're basically, uh, the other people are saying they are a snake. You want to know what else is happening at Swarthmore? The school advertised a religious course set for next fall called Queering the Bible. And this has nothing to do with the hummus. The course does no, differ from the hummus. Okay. The course description said it destabilizes long-held assumptions about what the Bible and religion says about gender and sexuality. It also offered a class in the spring 2017 semester called Is God a White Supremacist? Mm-hmm. The college also made headlines last fall after a conservative student penned a column for the student newspaper and then said she received threats and was bullied on the Internet more than 100 times. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think leave the, leave the Bible alone. And, and if you have your own theories on that, um, you know what? Nobody needs to queer up the Bible. What's BDS stand for? A pro-Palestinian group. Uh, students for... I don't know what BD... Anyway, the, the uh, college president says we, we hope to get this worked out. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hope to get it worked out. Swarthmore. But we don't need to... Um, you got to be rich to go to Swarthmore. Yeah, but we don't want to queer up the Bible. It's, you know, a little queering, uh, up, not, the, that's, that's little not... queering up the Bible never hurt anybody. <laughs> Well, I mean, and maybe, okay, maybe they By just By the way, mean, God wasn't white, you idiots. You know, he was a dark-skinned Jew. Uh, right. Uh, Had the beard. But, you know, you got the you got 8% of the Swarthmore group, because they probably all have family incomes more than 80 grand, who think the earth's flat. So, probably, yeah. Know, so I, I can't really. <laughs> what does it cost to go there? You'll have to tell me. Uh, how do you spell it again? S-W-A. S-W-A-R-T-H-M-O-R-E, Swarthmore. It's a real fruity tooth. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Go ahead, man. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Swarthmore. What's it cost to go to Swarthmore? It was forty-seven thousand. That's not bad. It's not too bad. Uh, Wharton, Mister Wharton from the Wharton Business School, was one of the uh, founders. What does Swarthmore mean? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just the neighborhood it's in in Philadelphia. Yeah, but he was uh, aside from Wharton. That was another one. I don't think he would approve. I think he was a Quaker. Was he? Wharton was so he would he would probably want to keep the Bible. Lover. He's a peace lover. Yeah, he want to keep it as it is. Ah, queer it up a little. What are you? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Queer back then probably just meant um, odd. Yeah, a little a little different. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, Swarthmore. That degree is probably about like a Saint Kate's degree. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, Patrick boy. will be joining us. Uh yes. And uh, twins are playing tonight. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we got to wait a Wednesday night for the Wild at the Winnipegs. Uh, and I'm predicting a win. This is the this is the beginning. Let's go. Fifteen hundred race to the cup. Me sitting in Mr. Leopold Suite. ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 36.